Hello, welcome to Cyprus Beat, your daily news briefing brought to you by the Cyprus Mail News Team. I'm Paul Lambus with the latest news from the island. The Akamas Development Plan is gearing up to take centre stage amid allegations of backroom deals, electioneering and illegal procedures, while no one can agree anything, not even when the plan will be ready. The Interior Ministry on Thursday declined calls by parties, MPs and environmental organisations to publish the maps and details of its Akamas Development Plan, stating that such a move would undermine the legality of the process. It further said that such calls are irresponsible unless, of course, the aim is to bring into question the legality of the plan. Green Party leader Gerald Bosteo-Bemto told the Cyprus Mail that since the government has decided to develop the Akamas, they are required to prepare a local plan and proceed with public consultations. But the government has not provided details of where the developments are said to happen, so they have kept part of the information secret, he said. A bitter fallout following a divorce appears to be the central cause of the murder-suicide arson attack which unfolded in Birgos Limassol in a chilling case which shocked the island. The brutal killing of a 79-year-old man in the picturesque village in the foothills of Trodos sent shockwaves throughout Cyprus as details emerged that the 59-year-old suspect had purchased his own grave and tombstone two years ago. According to Limassol's CID chief, Lefteris Kiriakou, the house was set ablaze by the nephew of the 79-year-old victim named as Michalakis Mangas Dimitriou. Results of a post-mortem on Thursday showed that the victim had sustained burns to 25% of his body. The perpetrator died from a severe craniocerebral injury caused by a firearm forensics found. Local media spoke to members of the suspect's family who claimed that a series of threats had been made against them as they maintained ties with the 59-year-old's ex-wife. In a dramatic move on Thursday, Paralimni Mayor Theodoros Pirilis gave the Auditor-General a power of attorney to access his personal financial information, adding that he would drive himself to jail if he thought he was guilty of what he was being accused of. The controversy relates to a damning report released by the Audit Office last September detailing a litany of irregularities and failures at Paralimni Municipality, including not keeping track of construction work within its jurisdiction, wasted money, unlawful interventions on the coast and possible embezzlement. At the time, the Audit Office said some of its findings could point to criminal offences. When the report came out, Pirilis called it obscene, he described the publicity surrounding the report as personal bullying and that it had ulterior motives and objectives. The report covered ongoings at the municipality over a 10-year period. To show he was serious and wanted to clear his name, Pirilis said the power of attorney would remain in effect for up to five years after he would leave his mayoral post. Parliament on Thursday approved legislation that allows Greek Cypriots leasing Turkish Cypriot properties in the south to use them for commercial purposes. Up until now, properties belonging to Turkish Cypriots and under the custody of the Interior Ministry since 1974 could only be used for residential purposes. The new law allows residents to now also use the properties in whole or in part as business premises. The state currently subsidizes the custodian of Turkish Cypriot properties, which manages properties belonging to Turkish Cypriots who moved north in the wake of Turkey's invasion of 1974 to the tune of 8 million euros a year. 
The controversial former volunteerism commissioner has pleaded not guilty to eight charges of allegedly forging documents as he appeared in court on Thursday, with the judge ordering that his travel documents be handed over, setting bail at €20,000. The allegations, subsequent police investigation and social media firestorm surrounding the case led Yanis Yanagi to resign in 2021. He faces eight charges which are centred on allegations that he forged his academic documents following explosive reports that he grossly over-exaggerated his qualifications such as a letter of recommendation and university diploma. Bafos authorities were alarmed on Thursday after spotting two cartridges sewn inside the lining of a woman's bag who was visiting Bafos District Court. According to Bafos CID chief and police spokesman Michalis Nicolaou, the woman presented herself at the court together with a 28-year-old man around 9.30am for the hearing of an ongoing case against them. During inspections before entering the premises, the security scanning equipment spotted two military cartridges inside the woman's bag. Officers who inspected the bag discovered the ammunition was hidden in the lining. Then the man accompanying the woman grabbed the bag from the court employee and fled on foot together with the female suspect. Nicolau said arrest warrants were expected to be issued against the pair. And finally, by unanimous vote, the House on Thursday passed legislation aiming to fast-track the return of at least part of the monies that Legacy Lakey's depositors lost when the bank went into administration in 2013. The change affects an estimated 14,000 depositors of Lakey whose savings were wiped out in the bail-in or haircut. The bill essentially amends the bankruptcy law, making the process of debt verification easier in certain cases. Now, with the court's permission, different procedures may apply in compensating creditors of an insolvent company. In the case of ex-Lakey's depositors seeking to recoup some of their lost savings, they'd be able to be represented en masse by the bank's liquidator rather than each one of them having to file a sworn statement with the court and then send registered letters to the liquidator, as was the case up until now. That's all for today. For the latest news, commentary and analysis, please visit www.cypress-mail.com.